Hey girl, you're listening to episode 69 of the Beam Life podcast. Say bye girl, bye to busy with our guest, Shante Grant. I hope you are ready for the fire that is packed in today's episode. In a world telling women that they have to do it all, Shante Grant is on a mission to free women from the overwhelm, tension, and discontentment of a life marked by busy. Shante teaches women to be proactive and intentional with their time by helping them, one, get clear on their vision, two, set specific intentions for their life or business, and three, put practical steps in place so that their vision becomes a reality. She has even created a best today planner and brand that truly helps women create the life of their dreams. She has a community and all the things that you need to get back your time and then to use the time to do the things that you love and desire. She holds nothing back in this episode, shares all of her genius. This is one of those episodes you're going to want to probably play again, make mental notes, um, and put these things into play right away. I also shared all of the ways to get her planner and connect with Shantae um, in the show notes, so be sure to check those out. Anyway, babe, it's time to get this party started. Let's go. Hey, Beam Babe, welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth, prioritizing your passions, and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Hi, Shantae. How are you? I am so grateful to share this morning and this space with you. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. So to all of you that are listening, I know you heard me say it in the intro, but I found Shantae on Instagram and I was, you know, for myself, I was looking for other female podcasters and women just like shaking it up out there and presenting their authentic, beautiful selves. And like, I was instantly enamored by her personality and all the content and her beautiful planner that she's created. We're going to talk about all that stuff, but Tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, I'm Shantae Grant. I am a runner, a Peloton lover. I am a woman more than anything on a mission to encourage other women to love and be themselves fully. I'm a mom. Um, and as it relates today, we're going to talk about I'm the founder of Best Today, where we empower women through community po- um, content products to transform how they live out their todays. Because um, at the end of our life, it's really a culmination of todays that are kind of strung together. And I want to help women make the very most out of those todays, one today at a time. Yeah, I love that. And, and everything you do makes it feel like you know, ultimately we set out these grand goals, right? Like we want to accomplish this, but something that I so appreciate about your content is that you don't disregard the big goal, but you make it feel more achievable. Cause you do, you break that down into those little yeah. pieces and mm-hmm. we're going to get into that. This is not related, but I'm also a Peloton lover. Who's your favorite <laughs> instructor. 
<laughs> okay. It depends on what, um, if we're talking about overall it's Jess. Um, but if we're talking about, um, on the bike, I love her boot camps. on the bike. I'm currently loving tune day and, um, Allie. Um, oh, yeah. I just did an Encanto ride yesterday with Robin. Um, so Robin has done two of my favorite rides though. The Hamilton ride is my favorite so far. Yes. And for running, I love running with Kirsten. So, oh, I and love strength it. with Adrian. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. I've got the Peloton tread. So I absolutely, wow. I love Rebecca Kennedy. I love Jess oh, as yes. well. She's, she's always my top, like Jess, like brings the fire. Um, Jess is everything. and I would say I, um, when I get to hop on like a bike and use a bike app, I love Cody. He just <laughs> I need to take a class of his. I have, well, no, it's not true. I did a ride with him and Emma, but I have not taken one of his classes and I, I need to do that. I don't know why I haven't yet. Cause so many He's people so love fun. his classes and take one of his classes. I'm going to add that to my list. All right. We are not sponsored by Peloton. So we <laughs> right. just love it. We just love it. Um, so yeah, let us know if you're listening, <laughs> who is your favorite Peloton instructor and <laughs> your handle and we'll, we'll hop on that. So, um, you managed to find and create a solution for the one thing that women desire. I feel like more than anything, which is yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So not only do you do that through your content, but you actually created a product to do that. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the best today planner. All right. So the best today guide is I just, I love her so much. My face just lights up talking about it because this product has helped thousands of women across the entire world from all ages and stages of life to truly get a a handle on their time, but really on themselves. And that's what I really pride myself. um, And what we've been able to do with this product is, is a 14 week undated guide. It's purposely undated because I don't believe that we should only care about making plans in January. You can pick it up any day of the week, any part of the year year and get started. Um, it's broken up. So it starts with getting started pages where you're really thinking about your big picture. Like I said, um, who are you? What do you want? What are those things that you need to prune that are really not paving the road to where you want to be, to go? Um, identifying what your best looks like. What are those things that you do that are unhealthy habits that we yeah. want to start working on? And then we get into the three-step process. So you use it to plan your weeks and your days previewing your week every week. And I teach you exactly how to do that. Um, so that you go into the week knowing what's ahead, as opposed to like letting it happen to you, then previewing every day, the day or night before, and not just by writing down all the stuff you're going to do. That's actually the last thing you do in the best today guide. It starts with what time you're going to get up, no more snooze button. And it also asks you, what's your morning routine? What are you going to do for yourself when you get up? Um, what are you going to do today, every single day to prioritize your mental, emotional, and physical well being? We talk about all of that when you're planning your day, before we get to what are your results and outcomes, which Mm. are completely different from to-dos, but I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but um, what are those results and outcomes that really matter? And what's the most important thing in your day? And then the third step is every morning, we we greet you every morning with the best day morning practice where you're writing out, you know, what is my best look like today? What matters in today? And what doesn't, Uh, what are those, again, self-destructive, unhealthy, unhelpful habits that we need to avoid today. And then connecting to your vision, vision for the future. And that can be, whether it's big picture future. I know this week I've been writing a lot about things that I really foresee and want to happen like now. And so usually I am writing further in the future, but you can make that your own. Um, but it's this process when you put it all together, it really does bring intention. It requires intentionality. It requires consistency. And so what I love is watching women who are learning how to do something and think differently than culture tells you, because most planners that just say, list everything you're going to do from 6am to 6pm, 
don't work for most people. It makes them feel like machines and like they'll never get enough done because there's always going to be another thing. And I want to invite women to understand that that's not how you're going to live and be your best or be healthy. And your best is healthy you. So that's what the best today guide. It comes in and, and gives a really breath of fresh air for a lot of women who traditional planners don't work for and who want to see themselves as a human being, as opposed to a machine, always focused on productivity and how many things you can check off of a list. So what it does, it really does help women to be proactive and intentional every single day. I get chills when you talk about that, because being our best looks different day Mm -hmm. to day, you know, Mm -hmm. like yesterday, I was just like going through the motions. Um, and I tell myself that through loads of personal development and being a life coach. And I know to ask myself, like, what does my best look like today? But I think that that's not a common question that most Mm -hmm. women ask themselves. And we always feel like Mm -hmm. a best has to be this like huge benchmarker. Right. And truly, um, just asking like what we need and starting Mm -hmm. our day that way. Ugh. Mm -hmm. So powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So why did this sort of become your business, your mission and why women specifically? Yeah. Um, I I'm trying to work on my brevity. It's not my gift. Um, so I was like, I can go as, I can go as far back as birth or I can just go a little closer, but no, I think, well, for me, I have always had a, a place in my heart for women and girls and issues that concern women and girls. And I think that just goes back to how I was raised watching my mom, my aunt and my grandmother work, um, together as a team to just within our family. And, so I've always been sensitive to like women and girls and like how we support one another. But, you know, I came from being up in private practice as an attorney and having a unique experience there, watching the women have a different struggle than the men when mm. it came to time, you know, leaving at five with their laptops, rushing to get to childcare, but knowing they're going to have to plug in as soon as they put their child down where the men kind of leisurely walked in and leisurely went out when they wanted to. And the, just watching the different struggles that women, I was very attuned to that. Um, and then when I left the practice of law, realizing that it was not going to align with the life I wanted to live, I started working with women business owners. And for me, listening to them talk about their business was one thing, but I always want to know, tell me about your life because I can't really help you with your business. If I don't know the kind of life you want to, because you can't be doing some choices you make here may affect over here. And it's, that's when I realized I don't want to talk about business. I want to talk about people's lives. That's what really matters to me. That's the thing that got me excited. You know, I was more excited over someone saying they found peace with in their home or their child noticed a difference in them more so than I just found my biggest client. That was great. But it was like the home stuff, like the life stuff is really for me. I wanted to chase after that. So that's, and that's what I did. And so I decided I'm going to shift gears. And that's what I did when I created best today. Um, and I use a lot of the principles and practices. The best today guide is really a part of a system I use to help business owners and being organized with their days. And so I just translated that to what it looked like for every woman that's out there. The woman who is single, the woman who is married, the woman who is um, empty nester, the every like, because we all have similar struggles with time, whether you think you have enough, a lot of it, and you don't know what to do with it, or you don't have enough or anything in between. And so once I realized I had a solution here that could 
solve a real problem in people's lives, I knew I wanted to create a company to do that. And that's exactly what I did and had sought out to do um, and continue to want to do. So it really started from just like multiple life experiences and then seeing what lit me up and what got me excited. And I chased after that. And so I think that's part of the reason why I, I, that's why I stay, um, not motivated, but so encouraged in what I do because business is extremely hard because I remember I'm chasing after the high of seeing people's lives changed, not after the high of being popular or celebrated or even seen. Sometimes it feels like when you're not any of those things, I have to remember the thing I'm chasing aren't those things. It's chasing, seeing women's lives change. And that's what I will Uh, continue to do until I'm no longer here. Yes. Oh, I feel it. I feel your passion. And one of the biggest reasons I was like, this woman is for real. Like she is not effing around over here. Um, (laughs) so what I, um, I heard you say like two things that really stand out to me in that. And one is you said multiple times, I decided, I decided, Mm. I decided. And I think that's such a powerful statement for people listening for women listening is, you know, you just said you came from a place where you saw that staying in the world of being an attorney wasn't in alignment with the life you really wanted. Mm -hmm. And you didn't just decide I'm going to stay the course because I've already gone to law school. I've done the work. Like I need to like make the money, Mm -hmm. do the thing, prove something right. You're like, Mm -hmm. no. And you decided. And I think that that is so inspiring and like when we watch other women decide what they want for their life and then like actually do it, it's such a beautiful thing. So thank you for sharing that. And then using that language specifically. Mm-hmm. And I know it comes so naturally, right. Cause I also have done a similar thing. I decided to totally change gears. Um, but yeah, it comes from that simple decision and then like, mm-hmm. well, how can I make this work and taking the action on it? So I love that. And, um, The other thing was, you know, you decided to also, you saw, I don't want to necessarily work in the business aspect of it and focus more on like the home life and like what happens not working, but you know, you touched on it is so directly what happens at home directly affects business outcomes. Right. So even though you're not helping a woman like with her business as a business coach, but if she is over here crumbling and feels like the world's worst mother or partner, or just doesn't love herself, doesn't Mm -hmm. feel aligned. None of this is going to come to fruition. Correct. Correct. So really by doing that, you're doing both. And I think that's such a, a powerful mission and allowing you to, to step into that. And then other women receiving that is so great. So yeah, thank you for doing that and in making that decision for helping women to do that. Um, so something that is common with my clients when I talk to them and, and the biggest resistance on why they don't want to commit to a coaching program or anything extra is I am so busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you yes. ever hear those words? <laughs> yes. I've said those um, words. Yeah, me too. Many of times. And, you know, you and I like both know that that's obviously not the definition of success, mm-hmm. um, and not really the ultimate goal, but it wasn't until that was shown to me mm-hmm. that I'm like, what am I even hustling for? What am I killing myself for? Mm-hmm. I, there's nothing left. Right. 
So your planner and everything you do is helping women intentionally plan their time as you so beautifully told us. So how is that different than just creating a list of all the things we need to do and accomplish for the day and just like checking it off simply? Like what is the difference there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to talk about that first. I have to go back to that too busy because that actually is what led to what is now best today. I remember like exactly the day I was dropping my daughter off at school and someone after I dropped her off asked me how business was going. And before my brain could formulate an answer, my mouth had already answered and it said, oh, I'm just so busy. Everything is so busy. And that was kind of it. And I got in the car and I couldn't even turn the car on. It was like I stepped outside of myself and I looked at myself and I said, we have got to stop using this word. It's mm. the first thing you say every time someone asks you about work, life. What is that saying about this thing called life? Like in this, at this point, I'm working on my own. I'm, I've left the practice of law. So I realized I was busy doing things I loved, but that doesn't make it right. Um, and I really just remember, I was like, I will not use this word anymore. And that's when I started doing the work of understanding why am I so busy? Why am I doing so much? What am I doing? And that that's what started kind of going, drawing back to understanding what I wanted to add in, what I needed to remove. And that's what started this whole thought of even creating, um, being, getting clear on what you want re results and outcomes versus to-do list. That's what led to this. So for anyone who is using that language, I want you to understand I've been there and because I've been there and made it to the other side of busy, I am trying to pull as many people over here um, because what you're saying when you're saying I'm so busy, I'm too busy is I am just, I'm just surviving. surviving I am doing yeah. whatever it takes to not let go of this string that I'm on. I don't have any intention in my life. I am just go waking up, moving to and fro. And when you hear it said that way, it sounds more like now it has my attention. This is, I am living an unhealthy life. And it's like, no one wants to just say that. Busy is okay to say, but that these are the things you're actually saying. And so that leads into the whole to-do list. And I talk about to-do lists, uh, to-do lists and me are not friends because to-do <laughs> lists, I say, are like junk drawers. You know, that drawer you have that you keep shoving more stuff in. And the reason you're okay with continuing to shoving stuff in there is because it's already a mess. Oh, I don't know what that is. Yes. Put it over in that drawer. Oh, that's a menu from that restaurant. We'll probably never eat at again. Put it in that drawer. And that's what to-do lists become. Oh, as another thing that I need to do that needs to be done, just write it on the list. And that it, there's no intention there. There's no um, connection to your purpose, to what your vision is. It's just stuff. Some of it might actually be important and matters, but it's going to get lost in stuff that don't. Most of it is stuff that does not matter. Most of it's stuff that can be shouldn't go on a to-do list. You should just do it. Like Hold you on. don't need to write on the to-do list, like brush your teeth, you brush your teeth. Like, you know, it's just like, to-do list for me, just give us an excuse to treat ourselves like machines. Just keep adding more things on as opposed to, and that's why in the best day guide, we talk about results and outcomes. It's not some magic trick. It's just trying to train your brain to think about what's the result I need rather than writing like blog more today. I want to blog more. Okay. What does that mean? Do you want to draft one blog post per day? Do you want to write an article on X, Y, and Z? Like the result is the thing that actually needs to happen. Do you need, you know, people write, oh, call the plumber. Okay. If I pick up the phone and it rings and I hang up, I called the plumber, but that probably didn't get me what I needed. Schedule plumber for five o'clock on Thursday. 
that's a result. That's an outcome that you need. And just training your brain to do that will stop you from easily scribbling another thing down to do. And that's one of the things that yes. the best today guide teaches and that I teach in general is like, get specific, stop living in the general. And it might seem like, oh, you're just mincing words, but I dare you to try it for 30 days straight. And don't tell me how you've realized how much stuff you were just adding on because it was easy just to write on, you know, go to target again. You can go to target one time. If you make one intentional list, um, you know, it's just things like that, that really like the to-do list culture, I'm just so over it. And so, um, to-do list, just to, as far as I'm concerned, they're just giving women more opportunities to just spin their wills and stay busy. You have to ditch yeah. that way of thinking and get more intentional about your time because everything does not deserve your time. Hey babe, I promise to be quick, but I want to make sure that you are part of the beam life text community. It's completely free. All you have to do is text the word podcast to the phone number 323-673-2709. Again, text me the word podcast to 323-673-2709. Make sure to follow all the prompts so that you get added to the list. This Beam Life community has given me so much, and this is one of my favorite ways to give back to you. I offer the chances for giveaways, raffles, and I send you motivational pump-up text just when you need it the most. Connecting on social media is great, but this is so much better, so I hope I see you there, babe. Now back to the episode. Yes, I love all of this so much, and I even love the analogy of the junk drawer. It's like, that's what it is. So true. So true. Like I, I literally picture that when I write things down, um, when you said that, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's literally all these stupid piddly things that, um, have no specificity. And even me as Mm -hmm. a, a life coach, when I'm helping, um, women set very effective goals, right. I understand that concept of using smart, you know, and being able to, to do that. But we don't think about that when we do the little things, like you said, call the plumber, but why not? You know, and exactly. Ah, I love that you just broke that down and it's something that, yeah, I'm going to put into practice. I'm taking that 30 day, 30 day (laughs) challenge. So good. Um, so I would love to know, you've already talked about it a little bit in your intro. I know you use Peloton and you have Mm -hmm. your best today planner practice, but what does routine look like for you? Yeah, I think for, well, routine, what a routine is in general, is just, it's this beautiful flow of actions that allow you to be proactive and intentional with your time. That's as simple as, I mean, they're so simple. They create so much freedom in your life. And what routine does for me is it allows me to um, handle the things that I complain about and also protect the things that matter to me. So protect the things that matter to me, meaning my morning, my evening routine. I need to begin and end my day by myself in silence with the practice of this is how I plan to start my day. This is me fueling myself. And then at the end of the day, this is me decompressing and reflecting on the day. And Mm. that's through writing. And that's really something important to me. So I protect those with routine and boundaries. Same thing with the things that I don't necessarily love, like laundry. Routine can be used to protect that by saying, I now have a very simple laundry routine that I love Monday through Friday, one load, wash, dry, fold, 15 minutes tops for all three of those parts. And then it's done and never sees a weekend again. So routines are great because they 
answer a lot of the things you complain about, but they also can protect the things that you want to make sure are protected for yourself. And so I have routine. I, I am always in the midst of some type of routine, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't always that way. Cause I don't want people thinking, Oh, I need to go make 15 routines. It started with one yes. and you see how beautiful that is. And then you realize, okay, where can I seamlessly place another one in my life? And then that one starts rolling and it's doing its thing move my hand. Uh, that one starts rolling and it does its thing. And then you pick up the next routine and that's how it's been for me. And that's how I teach it, um, is one at a time. But for me, routine just means at any given day, I can tell you, this is what my day is going to be structured. Like, yes, there are going to be things that happen that I didn't expect. I have two children, two young children. Um, but for the most part, 98% of the time, my days flow about the same because of the fact that I keep routine um, in it. I'm proactively and intentionally planning. This is how I will use my time on this day from this segment of time. Yeah. And I think there's a really great way and a different way of looking at that, that you offer than I think probably yeah. traditional. Um, I have a very, you know, I have adult ADHD. And so when I'm not intentional with my time and I just let things be wide open, I, you know, it causes anxiety and stress mm -hmm. and, um, things not feeling accomplished, you know, things undone. And so when the idea of routine was first introduced to me, I felt like it was rigid and structure. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Ooh, resistant. Yep. I want to be free mm -hmm. and like in yep. control of my time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I've found through implementing routine, cause I'm like, you now at the stage where I have several routines. Um, but it also started with one, which is so important for people to understand who have probably no routine is that I actually feel more free. Exactly. That's Having it. And routine. I always hope, yep. It's not rigid. It gives you freedom. It's not like people are like, well, how do you be spontaneous? Oh, this is, and now I have the space to be spontaneous because every, the things are contained that are eating up your spontaneity, your ability to do that. Yes. And you're right. I teach it in a way that works. I can't tell you how many people have actually written us and said, I have ADHD and this finally makes routine feel like I can do it. And now I have accomplished it and I've tried other things. And so it's the way we teach it. Cause we don't teach you rigid rules. You have to do this at this time, at this space, we teach you the fundamentals and the principles. And I think that's why we've been so successful uh, with so many different people from different ages and stages. It's because it's not telling you to put yourself in this box. It's teaching you principles and how to apply it and teaching you how to actually create a routine that actually matters to you um, with the taco yes. method. So I think you're right. I, I, we've consistently been told that the way I teach routine is completely different and it works for a lot of people who have ADHD as well. Yeah, it's, it totally has been liberating. I mean, it's really, truly mm -hmm. liberating having that um, ability to feel playful, you know, especially with my yeah. five-year-old, I had the terrible habit of it, much like you explained at the beginning, leaving work, getting her plugging in again and working and trying to pay attention while also working. And it was because I hadn't set up a framework for me to yeah. like really feel good about parenting. Mm -hmm. Right. I was like structure uh, pulled in these both directions. So yeah, I love the idea of having a routine and how important I'm going to assume answers that I never like to assume, mm -hmm. but how important do you feel it is for a woman to get a routine in place? Oh, they're, they're vital for, especially if you're saying you don't have time for something you need a routine most, most like you need it yesterday, because that thing that you say you don't have time for 
I mean, you're not making time for it. I don't believe that statement is ever true. The truth might be, I don't have the capacity for, or this isn't a priority right now, but you have time. We all have time. We just have to decide what gets a part of that time. And routines can help you to take a back, take back a lot of that time that you think you don't have. Like I said, that's how I protect mine in the beginning of the end. I know I, I always say I make a me sandwich every day. It has to start with me and end with me because that's what I need to be better for all the people outside the door when yes. I walk out the door in the morning. Um, so once you realize that the, the, the thing is people will say like, oh, I will come and get help when I'm at a better, it's like, you're not going to get to a better place to come to back to me. I'm trying to get you to the place you're trying to go. You're trying to figure out how to do it yourself, but, I, but how's that worked out for you? Yeah. Yeah. Let me help yeah. you. Right. And we get that a lot. Oh, I'm going to start the best today guy. Once I finally can get it. Well, that's what this is supposed to do. That's like telling your doctor, I'm going to take the medicine once I get better. And like, hmm. how, explain that one more time, you know, oh, I'm going to run the marathon. once I figure out how to run, it's like, cause you don't want to walk. That's the problem. It's okay to walk. Yeah. I walked before I ran and there are some things I'm walking in now. It's like, we're always a beginner somewhere um, and be okay with that because it's a process. I think sometimes people think well, I want to come do it when I, when I'll be able to do it perfectly. And it's like, what, what have you ever tried that you started at a 10 on, on a scale of one to 10, nothing. <sighs> Oh, so good. And you're coming in so good with all the analogies. Like I love analogies are like a (laughs) story of my life. I'm like, it helps me visualize. I see it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I believe routines are also a deep form of self-love that we don't often connect the two. I think, you know, people talk about self-love as massages or manicures Mm -hmm. or wine with girlfriends. And that's all great too. But, Mm -hmm. um, really taking into account like the little things and, and building on that routine. So for women listening who are like, okay, great. Y'all have talked about how great a routine is (laughs) and that I now need one. How do I do it? So what are some simple, like little things that women can do if they have no routine and want to get started? I think the first thing is understanding that you're going to prioritize you. A lot of this is, um, if we're talking about self-love, you know, self-love without self-awareness is dangerous, um, can be dangerous. So I want to also make sure that's a part of the puzzle because we have to be aware of what you need because what self-love looks like to me or what love looks like to me may not be what love looks like to you. What matters to you may not be what matters to me. And so that's where the self-awareness comes in. I think self-awareness is a form of self-love and being okay with whatever it is you see, because you can see something that you don't like, but you can do something about it. That's the good news. It's you're the one who can do something about it and seeing it from a place of, I always say invest today. There is no place for shame or guilt. It's not allowed in our world. It's not a useful tool. And in, in, in any, I can't think of any setting where it is useful, particularly yes. where there is no need for guilt or shame, you know? And so it's just being able to understand that the point of the routine is to figure out what matters to you. Um, because the, if the routine isn't true to something that matters to you, you're not going to keep it. Um, that's where I would really say to start. And of course, if you want to learn more, we have right now routine. I teach you how to create those routines. I teach you how to connect it to yourself. But I think that's what most people are missing is they create these routines because someone said everyone should have a morning routine. That might not be the first routine you need. And I'm almost willing to bet that's not the first routine everyone needs because if you're rushing in the morning, it's, we need to go back and look at what you're doing at night. 
it's not the morning. That's the problem. It's probably what you're doing to set yourself up for the mornings the night before. And so again, being really attuned into what you need, which is going back to that self-awareness. Um, I always say that if you're not willing to be introspective, you're probably not going to do well in my world because I yes. can't help you discover you and get back to you. If you're not being willing to be honest about you and get to know you. And to me that I think there's no better person on this planet for me to know than myself. I'm the person I'm with the most. And, um, um, how can I expect someone else to honor and love me if I can't be an example of what that looks mm. like? Yes. That's off topic, but I talk about that all day. <laughs> it's so important. Me too. Me too. Uh, I love that. And, and it's so true. Just asking yourself again, kind of going back to what do I need right now? What does my yep. best look like right now? What would help me be my best? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and then starting with that, with that one thing, um, yep. I I do agree. I'm a huge, I come from the fitness world. And so a lot of the ways, um, before getting into what I do now was helping women create routine around Mm -hmm. getting healthy and what has worked for me wouldn't, isn't going to work for everyone else, but what does work is something that feels good and natural and serves you where you're at. So uh, such a good piece of advice is just self-awareness is, is truly key and starting there. Um, something that I find so inspirational is watching someone like yourself have the ability to stay so authentic and true. Um, because let's face it, me and you, there's a million female podcasters, not a million, but there's a lot of us. Um, there's a lot of planners calendars. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of life coaches like me, you know, Mm -hmm. there's speakers, whatever. So Mm -hmm we dance with this, um, with I, you know, this, the word comparison, I absolutely, I can't stand it. It's something Mm. that I have suffered from in the past, um, that I regularly check in with myself. Am I doing this because someone else is doing it and I feel like it looks really cool or Mm -hmm. am I doing it because it's like true to me and my brand and these women in my space and community. Mm -hmm. So how, and, and I think even if you're not in this social media world or podcasting world. I think we have, we compare ourselves with our neighbors, with other mothers, with Mm -hmm. other peers, other coworkers, Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. So this game of comparison and really staying true to our, to our authentic selves, it sounds Mm -hmm. great, but it can be much difficult than we, we think. So how have you managed to kind of stay in your lane, if you will? Yeah. Well, the first thing is I discovered something recently about comparison and shared it on the podcast is, you know, a lot of people talk about comparison being the thief of joy, but I was like, you know what, what at the root of it is comparison is the thief of self. I have to completely overlook myself to look at you. And I've forgotten all about who I am, what I'm called to do, what I've created to do. And I'm assuming that I'm supposed to be the same as you. It, 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 it assumes homogeny and it doesn't like, we're not all the same. We're not all don't have the same desires. And when I realized that comparison is the thief of self, because I mean, that to me feels way more like detrimental than even joy and joy is a core value of mine. So the first thing is I recognize that truth and that will, if more than anything, will always kind of bring you back to like, check yourself. But also I believe this is the foundation for everything. I talk about it probably every day, but I know who I am. I know what I want and I know what matters to me and everything that's not that I don't have time or capacity for it. 
And that is, I think the foundation that we all have to build upon because we can't give everything our time. If it doesn't align with who I am and what I want and what matters to me, why am I giving it an ounce of energy? Because there's something that I care about. There's someone I care about who would much rather have my time and attention. And that has come from pruning my life. Um, even from good things, the example I use a lot is, you know, I used to sit on the board of directors for a nonprofit here whose focus was on homelessness. I did that for several years. And when it was time for me to roll off, they asked me to stay for one more year just to help. And I said, no, not because it's not a fantastic organization, not because I don't care about homelessness, homelessness, but it is not aligned with exactly what I am in tune to do right now. And that is focused on issues concerning women and girls. And it's like, some people feel like, oh, well, pruning off something that's helpful or good. First of all, that's holding a seat for someone who's called to homelessness in that issue. That's not me. It was something that I did because I was asked to do it. And then when I realized this is not an alignment with what matters most to me, I clipped it. And when you clip the things that aren't the most important, it allows the things that are to bloom and grow because you you can't give your time yes. stretched out to all these different things. And so for me, one of the things that makes it easy is I can look at someone online who has X, Y, or Z, and it looks fantastic, but what does that have to do with me? Absolutely nothing. I don't want that. That's not me. That's not who I am. That's not what I want. It doesn't devalue it for her because maybe that's what she wants. But what does that, I always tell people, what does that have to do with you? What does her having that lip gloss on have to do with you? You, that doesn't mean you need it, you know? And so for me, I think the best way is until you know who you are and what you want, I always say, get off Instagram. Because what's going to happen mm-hmm. is it's going to tell you what you want. It's going to tell you that this thing is going to like, it's going to toss you to and fro and you're going to have this, these feelings. And that's when the comparison and the jealousy and the negative stuff starts coming in is because you aren't so clear on who you are and what you want that you're mad at maybe someone who does. And maybe someone yes. who, who's exuding confidence and self-awareness is you have a, you have a negative reaction to, because it's reminding you of something that you don't have within yourself. And that for me, isn't one of the reasons why I don't deal with guilt or shame. It's because I'm so aware of who I am and what I want. I'm aware of what I'm working on and my shortcomings. I'm aware of my strengths. And so you pointing something out to me that I already know about myself. is like you telling me like today is Thursday. <laughs> I know. And, you know, and, so I think, yes. but it, it's the foundation of really knowing I, I was gonna say brevity is not my strong suit. But the answer to your question, really get clear on who you are and what you want and who you are free of titles and roles, because that's another important part. I always say I, every time I go to speak to a group of women, I ask them like, if I came up to you and ask you who you are, raise your hand. If you know what you would tell me. And then I tell them now put your hand down. If you're going to tell me a role you play or a title you have 100% of the hands go down every time to this day, I've not had one person whose hand stayed up because we define ourselves and who we are by mother, boss, type, CEO, coworker, manager, sister, daughter, and all these things are fantastic and beautiful. But before you were any of those things, or if those roles ended, you are still a person. And what happens is when we lose those things, we feel like we lose a part of ourselves. You're still there. You just never were in tune to that. So I know who I am independent of this company and independent of being these two people's parent, mom and being someone's best friend or daughter. Before I'm any of those things, I'm also me. I'm Shantae. And I have to make sure I'm aware of who that person is because also our roles and titles can make us think that that's who we are as well. I think we could have had the podcast just be those like five minutes and it would have been great. <laughs> it's was so important. Uh, no. Uh, and, and honestly, like 
I want to repeat what you said because it was so powerful. And I can like, I can picture the women listening to this being like mind blown was pruning the things, even if they're good things. Yeah. Because so much of the time it's like cut, what's toxic, cut, what's toxic. Okay. That's like easier for me to comprehend. Sure. Cut out the bad. And even then that's a difficult step, but sure. I get why I should do that. But so many women, and I can think of like six right now in my program who I coach independently and I know them in and out and they all are on board of directors, PTAs, Girl Scout troop leaders, Mm -hmm. you name it. And they're like, but I love it because it does blah, blah, and blah. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, but really, is that aligned with who you are and what you want? Or is it because it's just one more thing that's like good. Um, right. Or what you think you're supposed to be someone else. Yeah. And it's yeah. not, or you're I like, love oh. what you said too. It's just like by taking that role and like mm-hmm. adding that one extra thing, it's taking a seat away from someone whose true intention is that. Yep. Right. And so, oh, so beautiful. So, so good. I love it. Um, so before we wrap up, I want to know, like you've just given pure gold here today. So I'm so grateful for your energy, but we have a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs in this community and women who absolutely can't stand the career they're in and desire Mm -hmm. to do something for themselves. Mm -hmm. And it can be really uh, scary, overwhelming, uh, to think of taking on the role of being an entrepreneur. So what is the biggest thing you've learned from the keyword deciding to leave a traditional career path and to being a successful entrepreneur? What's, what's one of the biggest things you've learned? I think one of the biggest things I have learned is that success as an entrepreneur, or probably as anything is peace of mind is freedom, um, to be who you are. Um, success is being sincerely and unconditionally loved and having people who you also can sincerely and unconditionally love. And that's not what you're going to see on social media. Instagram's not going to tell you that's what success looks like as an entrepreneur. They're going to tell you it's some number dash figures. Um, They're going to tell you it's going to be mentioned, being mentioned in Forbes. They're going to tell you that it's having a certain amount of followers or bank account or vacation that you can take. And I would give every dollar I have a way if it meant trading it for any of those things I mentioned before, um, freedom, peace of mind, being loved, love other people. Um, so for me, what I have learned about success is that it's not the things that you see. Um, so stop chasing that version of success so that you can be free. And Mm. that's been the biggest thing that I've learned because it's not the picture that was painted for me. And it's one that I do want to make sure I paint, which is kind of hard because I try not to be on Instagram too much, but I do want people to see that, that that's what success is. It feels good. Yeah. And it doesn't just look good. Cause a lot of people, I just said this to someone earlier today. I said, there are a lot of people on the beach, um, in Fiji or wherever stressed, depressed, not Mm. well mentally or emotionally. So and true. I don't want that. If I, if I never get to see a beach a day in my life, but get to be at peace and love people and be loved by the people in my life, 
not even a question of making that choice. And so be, be, be aware of that. Don't fall for the trap of looking successful, but being miserable. Yeah. Oh, so good. All the gold, all the gold. So appreciate it. So what's next for you, Shantae? You know, the honest answer is I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I have no idea great answer. and I'm learning to be okay with that because if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I would have said, um, practicing law, becoming a professor, becoming a judge. So I've learned to be okay with not knowing. And I can tell you my hope is that the Best Today Guide will just become a best-selling resource for women around the world and that the work that we do will start to change the way women think about their time and their days and themselves. Um, I want to make impact where it's the norm for women to think about their mental, emotional, and physical health, where it's the norm to say no, where it's the norm to prune, where it's the norm to um, choose health and intentionality over productivity. And I have a long way to go. (laughs) So I would hope that that is what's next, or at least that I would plant a seed and someone will pick up wherever it is I would leave off. Yeah, I have zero doubts that all of that will come to fruition because I'm a strong believer in, in passion and intention. And it's so obvious, like there is, um, it comes out of all of your pores, you know, that you truly have found your magic. And that's, that's a great thing. And, um, what is the, I'm going to put all of your links to where women can find you in the show notes, but what's the best place for women to find you and your planner and to get to know you? Yeah. Everything's at besttodayguide.com. Um, and then just connecting with me, the best place to do that is in our community. We have a digital community that is just fantastic where we have support and encouragement. And that's where I show my face. We have our weekly and monthly calls. Um, that's where we like to spend time because I prefer to deeper, deepen relationships offside outside of social media. So I say, just get on our email list or just go to besttodayguide.com and get in our community. Awesome. Thank you so much, Shante. I hope you have an incredible rest of your week. And even though you don't need it, I wish you the best of luck. And I am a huge cheerleader and fan of all that you're doing for women because we need it. So thank you. Thank you so much. You are the best bean babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Beam Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text, yes, a real text, to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.